Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast. And would you believe yesterday it was a landmark moment because this podcast went past 1.5 million downloads. So well done to you and more importantly, well done to me because it's my voice that carries it. So well done to me. Yeah. What's that? No, I didn't think I'd get a raise. Anyway, we start on The Breakfast Show with Darren Bent and the wonderful Laura Woods on Liverpool and why they must strengthen their squad. With Liverpool, yeah, they've on like one to eleven. They've they've got a very good team and they deservedly won the Premier League. But they've not really added to that, and they've obviously got uh, Thiago. who's supposed to be there. I don't know if he's he's not going to sign or I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I thought that would have been one they would have desperately done. And mm-hmm. and watching Liverpool against Arsenal, to me, in certain areas, they look really tired. So I think Jurgen Klopp needs to address that sooner rather than later. And and I've heard people say, well, how can you improve on that eleven? Who can you bring in that's going to make them better? Well, I think they just need more strength and depth because when you look at Manchester City game forward. If Raheem Sterling's starting and he doesn't play well and he comes off, they replace him with Mahrez or Bernardo Silva. So there's no real drop-off. But you can't tell me that when Salah's playing, if he's not playing well and they bring on Minamino, that, that's, the, the, the levels the levels are, are too different. There's, there's two... I know he scored at the weekend, Minamino, but... That's he's, his first goal, isn't it? It's his first goal, but for me, he's, he's nowhere near the player's salaries. Now, this is White and Sawyer, without White, with Natalie Sawyer. And the former Liverpool midfielder Danny Murphy was on the show, reacting to Manchester United closing in on signing Ajax's Donny van der Beek. Not Beek, as some people call him, he's a Beek. And what it means for Paul Pigba. Pogba. He's not a defensive midfielder as such, is he? He likes, he likes to get in the box and score a goal. We've seen that he's technically good and he, he's an all-round kind of energetic midfielder, box-to-box type. Playing with Fernandez and Pogba, do you really think that? Do you know what I think? I th- I think that Pogba could be off. That, really? That signing it, to it, me says Pogba's off. Now, this is Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show with me, Andy Goldstein, alongside Scarlett's son, Jamie O'Hara, also chatting VD. Oh, that's a bit weird. Oh, B. With Euro expert, Kevin Hatchard. I think he's really exciting. He's a guy who is... 
uh, very much an attacking midfielder. He is excellent at finding space in the penalty area, and once he gets there, even though he doesn't score lots of goals, he is a very accurate finisher, very cool, and he's a guy who scores goals in big games, and I think it was quite a surprise, really. If you think of that run that Ajax had to the semi-finals of the Champions League and how good they were, the two big names that moved on were Matthias De Ligt to Juventus and Frenkie de Jong to Barcelona. Well, I think he was easily as influential as those two, but he stayed on, and it looks as though he is going to get that big move, but just a year later. He's dynamic like Fernandez is, and um, I'm not surprised by the impact that Bruno Fernandez has had because you look at his track record. He's a guy that had that in his locker, shoots from anywhere, scores goals, as we know now, scores penalties. Uh, but Van der Beek, I think, has a lot to his game in the sense that he makes those ghosting runs into the penalty area. He's got kind of like, I've seen a couple of guys compare him to Thomas Muller, and I, I think that's right. You know, he's very clever in his movement, but he does a lot of work without the ball as well. He is willing uh, to uh, press. He's also willing uh, to chase down the ball carrier uh, a little bit deeper as well. So I think he is somebody who's versatile, and I think that would allow United to use the two of them in the same midfield. So they're, they're really beefing up that midfield with some great quality. Now, this is the Press Box with Danny Kelly, Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, and the son, Sean Custis. Now, this link was actually recorded before their show went out. So it could be cycling chat if Danny gets his way. It could be football if Sean gets his way. Or it might just be Simon moaning. Hmm. Place your bets now. Lionel Messi. And here he is again, moving into the box, going past the defender, leaving on his backside, chipping the goalkeeper and scoring a fantastic goal. What a finish from Lionel Messi. If there's a better player in the world, I've never seen him. Why haven't Barcelona been negotiating with him previously? Because he's in the last year of his contract. So that makes you wonder what Barcelona were actually doing because he's in the last year of his contract. Well, there's a poorly run football club at the moment, and, and, Simon. Well, OK, I'm not sure that's right. I think we're right. judging them by a set of circumstances. They still finish second in the league if you want to look at poorly run football clubs we can have a look at a few of them in our Premier League first but, well I would, I, would, I would say given the amount of money they've spent to back up Lionel Messi as you say the best player in the world at the moment second best I've ever seen after his Argentine compatriot Maradona I'd expect him to be doing better than they are I've got to be honest but you well, know nobody, anyway D- Danny nobody wins everything forever uh, no. otherwise everything would be would, you know, would never change so we're in a cyclical c- scenario where Barcelona have hit a little bit of a buffer but going to the point that you were making is two things he has a date on his contract which enables him, which almost beggars belief, because you're allowing a player to say he can go for free. And whilst, you know, he is Lionel Messi and you'll say, well, that's part and parcel of the negotiations, it almost defies any commercial log- logic. And, and secondly, you're in a situation where the, 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 the dreaded thing that every football club will say they mustn't do is allow themselves to get into the last year of a contract. And it beggars the question, why would Barcelona let that, that, that happen? Now, you say it's because they're a badly run football club, and might, that might be part of it, or maybe because there's a bigger picture here. Maybe Lionel Messi's time at Barcelona is running its own course for different reasons than one mm-hmm. that we're, we're being led to believe. But my overall perspective is, I don't see how this transfer happens... I don't see it happening. I don't see the, the release clause being available to be triggered unless someone meets the price. I don't see anyone meeting the price. What I do see is a trade happening. I can see someone like Neymar 
being traded by PSG with Barcelona because Neymar can't play for Barcelona when Messi's there and Messi can't play for PSG when Neymar's there. But if you trade these two players, you can book them for whatever price you want. They can both be £400 million if they want. No one's going to tra- no one's going to be exchanging cash. But a transaction of that sort might be the way. But I still believe okay. Messi will be at Barcelona this season. He wants to leave Barcelona. There's a right way to leave and there's a wrong way to leave. Everyone can express their meaning, but he's now doing what every single player does when they don't get what they want. He's down in tools. That's because of nasty owners who try no, to but screw it, but, them but, over. but there's something morally wrong yeah. about it, Sean, because if you're the world's best player <laughs> and you can't set an example of how things are, when you when you can't have everything the way you want it. It doesn't work that way in your life, my life, or anyone else's life. It works that way that sometimes you have to do the obligations that you have. Everyone says, well, look at the service he's done for Barcelona. Yeah, and that's why he's getting paid £100 really- million pounds a year. He ain't doing it for love. This is a player has played his entire career in a certain type of football, week in, week out. I know that he has also excelled in the Champions League against the elite teams of every single league. Right? But this is a player that's played in a very different brand of football in Spain. I'd be very interested to see how conventional wisdom thinks he will, he will operate in the Premier League. Klopp summed it up best. It'd be a nice boost, but I don't think the Premier League needs a boost. I don't think the Premier League needs, needs Lionel Messi. Now, the former Manchester United French fullback. Patrice Evra lined up for a non-league side at the weekend. Michael Buckley, the manager of Brentham FC, spoke to Sawyer and Murphy after the surprise appearance by the Champions League winner. It all come about through uh, one of our players, Jordan Rocker. He's a nightclub owner. He's a very sociable man. Again, lovely, a lovely guy. And um, he's very good friends with Patrice. So uh, he sort of gave me a phone call last week when he was away and said, would it be OK if one of my friends comes to training? So I said, yeah, no worries. Who is he? Has he got any footballing background? And uh, I was a little bit surprised when he replied with, uh, yeah, he's, he's not a bad player. He's won a couple of Premier Leagues and, and the Champions League. So I said, yeah, we can have a little look. Patrice, you having it? He's having it. Yes, big man. Go on, lad. Go on, son. Give us a wave, Patrice. Give him a wave. That was the reason why I called us and, and asked if he could come down. He's obviously playing in the soccer game. And to be fair to Pat, we had a little chat and he said uh, he's in fantastic condition. He said he's actually about seven or eight pounds lighter than when he finished his career just because he, he keeps himself so active. He says he does a lot of training, cross-training, and, and yeah, he looked brilliant. I think one of the boys was... Uh, was laughing a little bit because we took him off. He was uh, complaining about his toes and one of the boys made a little comment that he wasn't as fit as what he used to be. <laughs> but he made sure in, uh, in his uh, own way to tell him off and made sure he told him it was just the toe injury rather than the uh, fitness level. Yeah, there was some breaking news on Hawksby and Jacobs without Hawksby or Jacobs and with Charlie Baker and Perry Groves. Jack Grealish was called up. Finally, hurrah to the England squad following the withdrawal of Harry Winks and Marcus Rashford. Faye Carruthers, the England correspondent for TalkSport, broke the news yesterday afternoon. Huge news. Everyone's been calling for him and here he is. Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, uh, it's taken uh, Marcus Rashford withdrawing for him to be added to the squad. But as you say, everybody wanted him in in the first place. And so many people shocked when he wasn't included in Gareth Southgate's squad on Tuesday. Um, So it'll be interesting to see whether he actually ends up 
taking part, mm. you know, the defence, um, Gareth Southgate said he sees him more, you know, in the kind of wing areas. So he would be competing with the likes of, of Rashford and Jaden Sancho and Raheem Sterling. Um, and so, you know, it's good that then he's got Jack Grealish to, to, to call upon. Um, so it'd be really interesting to see whether he actually features against Iceland and Denmark. Jack Grealish has just fired it into the top corner to ensure that his boyhood club are surely staying up now. It's a massive opportunity for Jack now. Huge opportunity because yeah. I we were talking before coming here, Charlie. I think he gives you something different. And his best position is centrally. It's Dean Smith who plays him on the left for Aston yes. Villa. But if you're yeah, looking you, to... You were un- saying he sort of gets played out I, of position. I think he's playing out of position. Even for Villa, yeah. Yes, but um, his attitude's been brilliant. I've seen him play five times this year when Villa ain't been very good and they've been getting beat and he's never stopped trying at mm. all, wanting the ball. If you get to latter stage of tournaments and you're in the last 16 or, or quarterfinals and you need a player to do something and break teams down, yeah. I don't think there's anybody better than Jack Grealish you could have on the bench just to come on for that. But he's just... Knuckle down, do everything you can in training, your attitude great, because yeah. I think there is a bit of doubt from Gareth Southgate on Jack Grealerney's character. Well, even if even if it's just that that's what he expects the character of him to be like, you know, if he's not worked with him closely before, the, the job for Jack Grealish surely is to turn up and, and be the player. Absolutely. Be the and one. Exactly, yeah, just be low maintenance, you know, um, make sure your attitude's great. Hopefully over the two games, then he might get some minutes just because you haven't been in the squad initially. It doesn't mean to say that you ain't got a chance mm. of playing. So big opportunity for Jack Grealish. Back now to breakfast and his Rangers legend Ali McCoy reacting to Alan Brazil becoming TalkSport's Marbella correspondent at the weekend and appearing on social media with his shirt off and more importantly, not wearing a bra. There was a fire in a restaurant Alan was staying in, but thankfully no one was hurt. Here's Ali's take on Alan's video. And uh, if you've not seen the video, my advice, don't watch it if you're going to eat food within about a 10-hour period. The element of me blames Mike Barry. I think Mike <laughs> should have taken the matters into his own hands and said, Alan, before we conduct this very, very serious interview, can you do the nation a favour and put a top on? <laughs> <laughs> but he's standing there, the, the first bit he's standing, he has got a top on, when he's conducting the initial interview, and the flames are flying all around him, and he's like, who was it? Was like, he was like, Paul, was it Paul Newman or Steve McQueen that was in Towering Inferno, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> now, I'm not trying to belittle this whole scene, but I tell you, I mean, having that fire in the background, it was proper, wasn't it? He's conducting this, <laughs> can only be described as a piece to camera with a glass of, <laughs> oh, no, a glass of white wine in his left hand, right? <laughs> so seriously, when I looked at that, I thought, I, sh- I could see from behind them that matters were serious, but I automatically thought they couldn't be that serious if if our, if our superhero still had his glass of white wine in his left hand. And today with breakfast, this is the former Arsenal forward John Artson, looking back at the Community Shield win for the Gunners and also praising the work of manager Mikel Arteta. I think you can tell now that the players are actually playing for him. You can see um, that there's that little togetherness more so, you know, um, you look at that, uh, when Emery was in charge, there was players not, not track. I think Gwen Doozy's been left out, but, you know, in terms of, you know, the discipline side of things and the organisation, and if you've got to have that. You've got to have, uh, you know, you've got to have somebody at the very top in terms of, you know, to organise and, and to set the, the different systems out and people have to stick to that and, and I just feel that 
under Arteta, there's a there's more of a demand there. Yeah. As if he's a bit more commanding on the players, and if you let him down, get out of the team. You know, there's and I've worked for managers, and you know, and certainly some managers have managed to get the best out of me, and they trust you. And if you show that trust back and forth, then the players will will do it for you. And and, and Arsenal needed that. They got a bit slack and they got a bit loose over the years, especially towards the end with the, with Arsenal Wenger's in charge. I thought the manager went a little bit soft on his players, but there's no softness about Arteta. There's a really steely feel to the club again, and it's positive signs. You know, if you're an Arsenal supporter. And we finish with the best bits of Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar Monday to Thursday from 10 p.m. Of course, they're not really best because I'm not on the show. In my place was Adam Catchell, and playing the role of someone with a massive head was Michael Gray. So I started at Man United. Um, I was there till I was, well, just before my 16th birthday, I think it was. So I was with the class of 92. But the only way I'd have probably left Manchester United was if I'd have actually went back home. Didn't hide away from anything. I went to Newcastle, I went to Middlesbrough and, and obviously Sunderland as well. And I did it Middlesbrough first, Newcastle second and then Sunderland was third. Then I went to Newcastle, I played, a, I played in a game for them and did really well in the game. And straight after the match on the Sunday, a um, guy who was at Newcastle at the time was called Peter Kirtley. He just offered me this, was like a, an astronomical contract. When we were playing, it was it was called an apprenticeship. So it was two yeah. years apprenticeship, two yeah. years pro, and signing on fees in both of the years. So I went to Sunderland. Dennis Smith was a manager at the time. Played in, a again, a B-team game on the Saturday. Dennis Smith pulled me into the, the training ground and there and then offered me a two-year contract just as a YTS. And in the space of two days, I'd made my mind up. Then I phoned Peter Kirtley up at, at Newcastle, with, which was the biggest contract of the three. And that guarantee of two-year professional and the signing on fees... And I told Sunderland what the contract was. We can't give you any pro uh, guarantees, etc. You've got to work for that. And I said, you know what? I said, those words that have just come out of your mouth, if having to work to get a professional contract means more to me than having to sign a, a piece of paper to say I'm there for four years. So that was the reason I turned Newcastle down at the time to sign a two-year apprenticeship at Sunderland. And I suppose the rest history because it, it worked for me. And I was there for 12 and a half years. That's it. Thanks for listening to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast. You can, of course, listen to us on the TalkSport app. Or, of course, we're still available on Apple Pods, Spotify and Acast, or wherever you get your Poddingtons from. But if you do add the TalkSport app to your phone, you can listen to all the podcasts, plus your favourite radio shows as well, which, of course, will be just mine. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Good work, everyone. I'm back today at 4pm on Drive Time. There will be, of course, another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcasts out first thing in the morning. Until then, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. 
The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.